what's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Swamp. It's our podcast. It's an acronym. This week, it stands for slouched, winded, atrophied, meh, and peeing myself. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're a little slow this week. Yeah. It's post-holidays. We're kind of in, in the slump. We've both been you know, wildly busy with family yeah. shit. So sorry this episode's a little late. We know you guys are all lovely and forgiving, but... Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is The Swamp. It is our podcast. Sorry that my opening joke was not very funny. Um, And it stands for... Some whack-ass movie podcasting. But I I would call your your opening joke very accurate because we're both sitting here slouched on our couches in sweatpants, so... Like, ultimate... Honestly, like, I I came up with our our acronym replacement as you and I were sitting here, like, with the worst posture known to man. And I was like, oh, The Swamp stands for slouched, winded... Like, no, it, it is not some whack-ass movie podcasting this No, week. I'm like, start, you just had a birthday. This is still Dara December. Um, but I'm really starting to feel my age now. Mind you, I'm 24 years old. But I, th- I like, I've been having back problems all week. I can't, like, sit certain ways. I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, this is what happens after, you like, 22. You, my body is just rapidly deteriorating. Sometimes I consider, I'm like, well... What is going to be middle aged for me? You know, <laughs> this might be this might be the middle. Could Who's be. to say? Could be. 50, I mean, fifty seems pretty generous for me. So I'm like, this is fair this enough. This might be my turning point. This Most might be people, over the hill for me. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do get um. What is it? <laughs> well, first of all, most twenty five year olds don't have sleep apnea. They <laughs> 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 get surgery for it. So yeah. I mean. This could be it. You you are kind of like a 45-year-old man. Yeah, I literally all the time, I like walk into doctor's offices and I'm like, riddle me this. I'm not 65. I'm not a man. I'm not obese. <laughs> what is my problem? Just call me Gerald, like the <laughs> used car dealership owner, because what the <laughs> fuck is my life? Like, truly. <laughs> No, um, Danny DeVito in this movie definitely gives sleep apnea. When he says, I'm big, you're small, I'm smart, you're dumb, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm like, you're you're pointing yourself and saying, I'm big. Danny <laughs> DeVito, didn't you direct this movie? Danny DeVito, you are not big. I know that this is a comedy, but Danny, you are very small. <laughs> Danny DeVito, you're small, she's small. <laughs> then then continue. <laughs> But yeah, you graced me with the opportunity to pick all of the movies that we cover this month here on The Swamp, and I have had some ups and downs. I don't really know what was going through my mind a lot of this time, but I figured that I would end the month with a movie that I just felt like it was a long time coming. Like, Mm -hmm. why haven't we covered Matilda It is. It is really just sort of up our alley as far as, like, shit we really like to talk about. I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast probably have similar, like, nostalgic experience with this. And I just wanted to sort of end on a, you know, I wanted to watch this movie this week. I needed this mentally, emotionally. I just needed a good, feel-good, nostalgic banger of a film to sort of round out my December. So that's where my mind was at with this one. Um I'm just glad that you've really corralled all the lesbians into our listener pot this week because I am here to talk about Miss Honey. Oh, Miss Honey. Miss mm-hmm. Honey. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She, Honey the House Down Boots. She, Who is that I do actress, not, by the way. Her name's um, M. Beth Davids. 
I don't know anything else she's ever been in ever. To me, she's giving young, yassified Sarah Paulson. Yes. Yeah. To me. And I just, I mean, not to jump into it right away, but at the beginning of the film, when they're introducing her character, they're like, Miss Honey had a deep, dark secret. Mm-hmm. Is the secret that she was Miss Trunchbull's niece and, like, you know, was the the product of this whole, like, maybe murder situation? But I'm like, is her deep, dark secret that she's a lesbian and that's why she, like, can't have a family and kids? Because to me, it seems like she really wants kids, but she can't because she has this deep, dark secret. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so either she's a lesbian or she's infertile. I'm going to go ahead and think that it's that she's... um what's her name miss trunchbull's niece is the um the issue but i'm she had a deep dark secret gay yeah that's what it's giving to me to me the deep dark secret is that she was in schindler's list i guessed (laughs) okay and beth davids i don't she was also in girl with the dragon tattoo which i kind of remember where she might fit into that um, both the amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah, she plays um the dead mom. I did okay. know that. I didn't she know plays, that. yeah, not like not Aunt May, but like mm-hmm. Aunt May's sister who died. Ah, uh, I see. I, I see. I'm pretty like, you know, yeah. in the flashbacks of when Spider-Man had parents. Yeah, and then she was in Bridget Jones's diary, which I had just started watching some of those. Um but Shocking. Yeah, everyone knows her from this, though. Miss Honey, everyone's oh God. mommy gay awakening. Yeah, she really does it for all of the lesbians. I, I'm not one to talk for everyone most of the time, but I will speak for everyone today. You will be a, a spokesperson for the community <laughs> on this day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Miss Honey invented, like, cottagecore lesbian. Oh, like, yeah. Aesthetic. Easily. easily. Oh my god. The reason every lesbian gives you jam at Christmas time that they jammed themselves, that they jarred themselves, every every gay woman who knows how to can, it's because they saw this movie when they were at a formative age. Stop. Oh my god. Just at me. <laughs> Tell oh. me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're you're truly right. But it's every lesbian loves Miss Honey and they also dress like Matilda. Oh my god. <laughs> The over, the overalls and the striped um shirt underneath. Underneath, it, like really, <laughs> that's Rachel Senna in bottoms. <laughs> that's Matilda. Matilda, Matilda hit her head really hard and became Rachel Senna in bottoms. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna say, you know who's dripped the fuck out? Is Miss. No, Trunchbull. Oh I my mean, god. Zinnia, yes. Trunchbull's outfit goes so fucking hard when they do the slow pan from mm. toe to tip. Yeah. And you see, she's got the, the like, the socks pulled yeah, up. Like, the nice wool, like, knee-high socks. Mm. And then she's got this, like, bespoke fucking belt buckle of, like, teeth. Yeah. Oh goes so hard for no reason and every time she's just she's pressed she's dressed Mm -hmm. and she is looking so fierce that slicked back bun i'm like put that outfit on like hunter schaefer oh put her her on the red carpet and she's making headlines truly 
truly. I'm realizing now that this movie is just like all of the characters are kind of on this plane of lesbianism. You know what I mean? You've got from Zania to Miss Honey mm-hmm. to Trunchbull. Yeah. But I would also consider um Danny well, DeVito's also a lesbian yes, in this scenario. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's two different kinds of butch, you know what I mean? Where Danny <laughs> DeVito is more like the fuckboy, like, hey mamas kind of butch. Here's what I will say. It's okay. this exact equivalent to what Muppet are you? Are you Gonzo or are you Sam the Eagle? Mm-hmm. Are you Danny DeVito or are you Trunchbull? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Zinnia, I don't know if I would consider Zinnia on this list or not. I don't know. Like, the real, maybe. She's, like, she's giving me, like, the bisexual woman who has never really had, like, a a serious relationship with a lesbian. But she found her butch, and now it's like, oh. Uh Uh-huh. Right, right. I'm sad. (laughs) I'm sitting. Her hair, her hair in this, we, uh, she also is dressed to the nines. Oh my god. Her outfits in this serve me. Serve. Absolutely. I love the frog um, eye mask oh. that she has. If anyone wants to send me that, um, please do. I'm gonna start. Let's open a P.O. box. We can be like old school YouTubers. <laughs> we do like, unboxing videos, yeah. but people would send us like anthrax. Like, it would <laughs> not go well. <laughs> that was actually a, a hyperfixation. Someone would like send us like, their tooth or some shit. I would not be against that. I would turn it into jewelry. I'm not exactly. Lie. Yeah. I will yeah. make an earring out of your baby tooth. I had a hyperfixation in like middle school when everybody like today like reminisces about like YouTuber culture back in like the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. The only connection I ever have to any of it is that I watched their male videos. I didn't watch any of the actual content mm-hmm. that any of them made, but I followed all of their side channels, like their second channel where they would do the male videos. Like I didn't watch Smosh, but I watched the Smosh male videos. Yeah, you they know what I mean? Things. Yes, or like all, literally whenever anyone's like, oh, did you know this YouTuber? I'm like, I did not watch a single one of their videos, but I did watch them open their mail every fucking week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I was so entranced by that. I don't know. I feel like every now and then I'll follow people that will do one of those on TikTok kind of thing. Like one of those really big TikTokers who get like a lot of endorsements or whatever. And I, I will sit down and watch. There's something intriguing about like seeing people open shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe like the thrill of getting something in the mail for yourself, but you're like living vicariously. Exactly. Exactly. But I feel like nowadays it must be so different because I feel like shipping prices are wild. Like it costs fully $5 to send like a little bubble mailer of something these days. So if you want to send somebody fan mail, you've got to be a fan. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Am I a Nikki fan? (laughs) <laughs> pull up in the sri lanka yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah so it, but this matilda movie, yes this movie very much has always given me your vibe i think you just have um the matilda effect um has just taken place for you <laughs> yeah i think it doesn't help that i like worked in a library for like the better part of a decade yes. and that i very much i i give children's librarian vibes like yeah to a t um 
so I, I can understand where that's coming from. Obviously, this movie is super nostalgic to me. I read the book and loved this movie as a kid. You know, whimsical, fun, but has the lore to back it up. I love that she's a precocious child with the lore that explains why she's so precocious. You know, it's we don't just get like, oh, she's wise beyond her years. She's four, but she can read. No, she has superpowers. That's why, mm-hmm. you know? I need an explanation why you're telling tell me this six-year-old. Why she has superpowers? No, I don't give a shit. I do not give a shit. Okay. Well, I really love that it doesn't start the movie off with she has superpowers. It very gradually becomes like she realizes she has superpowers. Like that very iconic scene with, it's kind of like a dance scene almost, or like sequence mm-hmm. where she's like making everything fly around the house. Comes a good like two-thirds into the movie. Yeah. Like, that should I guess be almost it, done. It's sort of interesting because in the very beginning, we, we do get the almost unexplained, she's so intelligent, she's so precocious. Mm-hmm. But it then is sort of backed by, like, child. I, I do. I will tell you, I tried to start watching the musical there, so that Netflix put out a musical no version. Chance. No fucking chance. I had to shut it off, like, less than five minutes in because it was, like, British children all singing at the same time. British children singing, we are singing, and our voices are children. No. <laughs> no. Get it away from me. I cannot <laughs> fucking stand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure maybe it's great. I don't know. I couldn't get one of the Is it a thing about it. the children, or is it a thing about being British, or is it all erupted? <laughs> I don't even know if they were British, or if just when a group of children all sing at the same time, it feels very British to me. <laughs> I don't know, because somebody might fact check and be like, Dara, that's fully an American movie. I don't even know. I couldn't even focus on what their accents were, because it was like, children, children, children are singing Broadway, Broadway. No. No. I'm sorry. Get that shit out of my face. There will only ever be one Matilda, and that's Mara Wilson. But I like that the first explanation we get is that, like, she's neglected. Right. And so she has to learn how to like take care of herself because she is a victim of like child abuse and child neglect. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's so like, you know, can do it herself. She can make the pancakes. She can go to the library, which is like not really a good enough leg to stand on as to why she can like read Charles Dickens at age six. You know, it's that's a little bit of a stretch. But then we get the magical power lore to then back that up. And therefore, I will excuse the precocious childness of it all because mm-hmm. we've got, you know, we we're building a case here. We're building a case and it's checking. What about it is made this be the movie that you picked for the month? So honestly, it was truly a logical step from last week, Pacific Rim, Charlie mm-hmm. Day, Charlie Day, always sunny. Mm-hmm. Always sunny cast members doing other things. Danny DeVito, directorial debut of Danny DeVito is this this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. That was my line. That was my line of thinking. And I was just in the mood to rewatch this. It's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely have. I've rewatched this probably every handful of years or whatever, just because yeah. it's like a like a feel good, you know, comfort film for me, yeah. for sure. And I, I really needed that this week. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I love, I mean, I, we were discussing on our Patreon episode this week, sort of the the dynamic of a director who puts themselves in front of the camera as well. And 
I think that it does and doesn't work in a lot of ways in this movie. I think I think this movie directorially great. Danny DeVito does yeah. an excellent job. Um, no, you know, no notes really. I think he mm-hmm. captures a really fun, whimsical, almost like animated, cartoony spirit yeah. in a lot of this. You know, considering it's a live action movie that probably didn't have a huge budget. Uh-huh. Um, I think they probably did a lot with not a lot. Um, but he then puts himself, I know that they, they did consider casting a handful of other people as both uh, Harry and Zanea Wormwood. Like both roles were not always intentionally mm-hmm. going to go to these two actors. Yeah. Well, um, is, is that not Danny DeVito's wife? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Ray per- Perlman is Danny DeVito's wife. That's what I thought. Okay. Which also um, brilliant. Yeah, love. They they separated in 2012. They're not. They're still legally married, but they're not together still. Um, sure. But they have, you know, they have a family, and they were married for a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time of this filming, but yeah, both of them weren't always inherently going to be those two characters. And I think that they both do a great job. And I love the sort of goofy dynamic mm-hmm. of like he's the short and stout evil car salesman, and she's you know like the sort of trashy wino bingo lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I, but then also, like, that. he also is the narrator. Mm-hmm. I liked which, that though. It, I, I liked it, but then it was almost like, as an adult, was like, I was like, three, three things. Pick t- two is generous. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know he's doing a different voice, and you probably wouldn't catch it unless you like know. But I'm yeah. like, come on, Danny, take a step back. Yeah, it could have really been done by anyone. I don't know. Maybe they were just saving money. Yeah. No, truly, truly. I don't know what the budget not. of this movie was. But it's like very uh, yeah. much perfect in the way that it uses. It, it's like that old school clunky kind of like, I don't even know if I could call it like CGI. But you know what I mean? Effect. Oh, yeah. Like the, the things of like the people. They actually did a lot of practical stuff, interestingly, to make like, you know, the things flying and floating and everything. Um, oh, Like God. I was reading. It's actually quite cool the way they did the chalk writing on the board by itself wasn't it like a magnet or something yeah they like they wrote the words backwards using a magnet and then like put the footage in reverse which i think is really cool Um, like little things like that that yeah it looks clunky because they were probably doing it real with you know strings and magnets and yeah you know being innovative but like yeah the children like flying through the air it's like very goofy very Love goofy, it. very clunky. The scene of Trunchbull swinging that girl around by her hair, that okay. was seared into my brain as a child. Like, mm-hmm. this this is maybe one of those movies where I could, like, close my eyes and, like, you know, maybe not watch it, but, like, go through the motions of, like, watching it in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, but that scene where she swings that girl by her braids, I can, I, I can frame by frame recreate that in my memory because of how impactful that was a child that makes sense um yeah i love that <laughs> during that scene all of the kids are so used to it by then they're ma- all making co- like comments being like a oh, great release <laughs> like, <laughs> like commenting on her form <laughs> like that's definitely one of the things about this movie that i feel like i can pick up little things um every time i think mm-hmm. the attention to detail was really great i think the writing was fabulous yeah um, i think the sets I love a set that feels like lived in like their house their house is like not clean right or their house is like has knickknacks and stuff on the wall Mm -hmm. and like her room feels like a child's room I feel like I lose 
I lose a lot of stuff like that in like media nowadays because it's just like the set design doesn't feel like homey or like cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No one takes the time. I feel like just sets in general are so neglected because of the, um, the whole thing of CGI and everything can just get superimposed in. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But, like, the scene that stands out to me is when she's pulling the prank of switching the hair dye with the hair oil, Mm. and she sneaks into their bedroom and goes into their, like, attached bathroom, and it's, like, all of these little details of, like, the stuff in the cabinets and the rug in their bedroom, and then, yeah, she sits up and has the frog eye mask on, like, everything is so chaotic, but it feels so distinctly, like, an American family, like, you've been in houses like that, right, like, but but then it's tuned up just a little bit to a colorful, absurd place where it feels like a children's movie. And it feels fun and exciting to see on the screen, right? And I think that m- maybe that, like, sort of dialing up of it is what we're missing. I don't, you know, in stuff today. I also think, um like, Trunchbull's house and that scene where she's, like, going down that staircase that's full of just, like, cluttered shit. Yeah. Everybody has, like, the room they shove all of their crap into in their house. Like, that is so real. They were so real for that. Where would you say this falls for you in terms of, like, the raw doll um, movie lineup, I suppose? Yeah, it's There's it's so tough. much that's been made. You it's- just saw Wonka. Yep. I uh, I love me all of the canon of the Charlie Chocolate you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory universe. Love the Gene Wilder one. I really like, you know, the Johnny Depp one is great. Mm-hmm. Wonka, you know, whatever. Say what, you, say what you will about it. It was fine. Love, love witches. I, me personally, I love claymation. I just, my brain is tickled, itched, and delighted by the use of claymation. And so, therefore, Fantastic Mr. Fox and James and the Giant Peach are like, probably in the top tier oh i just fucking love that shit Mm. oh my god and then this is pretty high up there i would put this on the next tier down and then maybe like the witches and charlie and the chocolate factory Mm -hmm. and then yeah i don't know yeah i didn't realize that um wes anderson's latest uh, yes i was just about to say um, i didn't realize that was well doll did you watch it no i didn't I did. I enjoyed it a lot. It was. Uh, it's short. It's like a. It's like a. Minute. Yeah, it's like a vignette almost. Um. Yeah. I would. I would highly recommend it. It's based off of a roll doll. I always say roll doll, and then people correct doll. me that it's rolled, rolled. Yeah. Doll. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I but I. I didn't know. I learned from our friends over on the Wonka Watch podcast that he is not a great guy. Yeah. He, it doesn't shock me. Yeah, he is, like, wildly anti-Semitic and also a huge misogynist and definitely, like, yeah. at points during his life was openly very bigoted. Um, So mm-hmm. take his, you know, work with what you can. But I, I was Googling, you know, mm-hmm. Roald Dahl anti-Semitism, Roald Dahl misogyny, but also does Roald Dahl hate children? Because I was thinking about this. All of his things are like, this child is a victim of violence. And the whole thing is just constantly. But specifically, I'm like, Roald Dahl hates fat kids. <laughs> Roald Dahl fucking cannot stand a chubby little boy. Really? Because I'm like, okay, Augustus Gloop, we're going to sing a whole song about how Crazy, this little fat ass kid. And then in this movie, the scene where they make that boy eat the cake, mm-hmm. Bruce, 
Yep. And like Roald Dool is so fat phobic specifically about little boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is his problem? I wonder if he grew up like chubby. Yeah, maybe. That's mm. some internalized shit. Yeah, but I mean, also, think about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which it is kind of contested whether or not how much he had um, influence in that production. But all of the kids who have to live underground. Yeah, yeah, Rodel hates kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's... Um, yeah, wild. But we did do Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for, what is it, on Wonka Watch? Wonka Watch, yes. yes. We, and um, they just... If you are a Wonka Watch fan, they just covered Wonka. They yeah. watched Wonka. Wonka Watch watched Wonka. It's very <laughs> exciting. It is sort of the pinnacle of a lot that has been building up for a while. For like, so what, if you two years or something like that, yeah, like literally. Um, but so if you do, if you haven't um, listened to Wonka Watch, um, their podcast is fantastic. We were on their show. They were on our show um, a while ago. Um, definitely go check them out, especially considering this is a very exciting time for them. And I've been really thinking a lot about they were a guest on our show and we covered the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. If y'all want to go back and listen to that, I feel like that that movie is so relevant right now because of Saltburn. Which not, what did you think of Saltburn? It was fine. I think that in the way that we were discussing Bradley Cooper's director actor dynamic and that he needs to kind of pick one emerald fennel is a great director and a horrible writer yep exactly she needs she needs somebody else to write her shit like i'm sorry it's somebody made the amazing comparison i don't know who to credit but it was just somebody on twitter which said that she is very comparable to sam levinson yes as somebody who makes really good directorial decisions but is not a good writer. Yeah. Like Sam Levinson can make a well-composed and visually enticing TV show, but he just writes bad TV. Yeah. It's just poorly written. Like, Yeah. The only things that I know Emerald Fennel from is Promising Young Woman. Women? Woman? I don't know. Woman. Um, horrible. Terrible movie. I thought it was shit garbage. Looked great. Yes, but the story itself, I was like, no, Terrible. absolutely not. And then she and was the person that followed up Phoebe Waller-Bridge writing the second season of Killing Eve. Um, because Phoebe Waller-Bridge created the show, wrote the first season, and then they sort of handed it off to new writers every season. And it just really ha- hard downturned um, after that. But funny enough, Emerald Fennel's season is one of the better ones. Um, but I can, and I can see where the jump from Phoebe Waller Bridge to Emerald Fennel would be. But I just think that if they like actually worked together and Phoebe wrote and she directed, I think there would be like something like worthy there and like mm-hmm. watchable <laughs> instead of like just a half baked idea that's yeah. not very good. I think, and those are her only two movies. Is promising young woman in Saltburn, but all the Saltburn chit chat is definitely everyone saying that it, it is half baked, talented Mr. Ripley, which I think is an accurate assessment. Yeah, um, and we talked about talented Mr. Ripley uh, on on the pod a couple months mm-hmm. ago, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it before, so I'm glad that they you know got me to watch that, so now I can yeah. like have that comparison. Well, it just feels like straight up ripped from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the exact same movie. Yeah, you know, but like they're like, oh, but it's aesthetic. But mm-hmm. it's in a one-to-one aspect ratio. Sure. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. I will say, none of it is nearly as shocking as I thought it would be. 
considering everything that yeah. I've seen on Twitter. I think the most horrifying part of it is not when he's and spoiler alert, um, if you don't want to hear anything about Saltburn, if you haven't watched it already, it's free on Prime now. Um, but I think the most disgusting thing is not when he's fucking the grave, not when he's like slurping up a little bit of cum out of the bathwater, which was not that bad. That was nothing compared to when he goes and Rosamund Pike dies and he, and he rips, rips the tube. <laughs> Yeah, was so foul and that's the thing that really made me gasp during that movie yeah everything else didn't really care fine and i will say i loved the dance scene at the end well i i bought into it i was like oh this is so fun and cunty but that was about it you know i was Mm -hmm. like okay you got me for the last two minutes of the film yeah well i like that he put like his twink into it you know what i mean like he went he got real feminine with his little dance he was doing his twirls and shaking his hips i loved it love love me some barry kyogen Mm -hmm. you're you're he's certainly becoming the white boy of the month yeah, I feel like him and Jacob Elordi both are, like, sort of popping off right now as far mm-hmm. as, like, the admiration of the internet. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas time. Why is every Christmas song sung by a geriatric man who's on his last leg? Or Mariah Carey. Or Mariah. <laughs> That's true. Those are your two options. Pop Diva or Senior Center. <laughs> Anyways, this episode is a little late this week because of the holidays. So we hope everyone had a happy, happy holidays and Merry Christmas time. I'm here with my mom, Jen. Hey, Jen, what's up? You're here to host your interim podcast segment, Chocolate or Vanilla. You say two things. We all say which one we like better. How are you this week? I am pretty good. I am pretty good. I had a really good holidays fun times merry christmas time <laughs> what about you emily been, been all right over here i've been watching a lot of movies so can't complain love to hear it jen is there a theme this week there is a theme so i know M has not been drinking much but it's um when you're watching these movies um which drinking game would you rather play okay, okay. all right um chocolate or vanilla chocolate vanilla chocolate chocolate vanilla or strawberry chocolate um i'll say strawberry you know what i will too i had some strawberry ice cream the other night and it was really good so first one you're watching zombie land do you want to take a drink every time somebody gets killed or every time they flash a rule on the screen i think there are more rules than kills i also think you can argue that a zombie is not a person like mm-hmm. is it every time they kill a zombie because any are, kill any a kill. zombie's already dead I'm just any kill. So you can't kill yeah. it. So I think you can circumnavigate because uh, my goal in any drinking game is to not have to do that. I don't want to drink ever. Like, I don't want to be told. I want to drink when I want to. I don't want to be told mm. what to do. So I'm. Oh, this gonna, whole round isn't going to go well. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I think it's fun. So <laughs> I think I'm going to do a kill because then I can, I feel like I can be. Uh, like a lawyer about that and like circumnavigate the rules i think i'm gonna go for kill on this one because i don't mind drinking like whenever it pops up okay um i will also go for the kill um next one speaking of killing every time someone gets killed in john wick every time someone gets killed in game of thrones 
or every time someone does coke in Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, so we have mm, two murders, two, two kills and a coke and a drug. Um, hmm. I guess Game of Thrones. It's it's an entire TV. It also depends on what season of Game of Thrones, what episode of Game of yeah. Thrones. If we're doing like episodes, that's more like like you know Battle uh, of the Bastards, like that. You're gonna be <laughs> slammed. But if you're doing one of like a mm-hmm. character, you know, a Sansa episode. We're not going to get yeah. a lot of that. So I think that's, like, way more of a risk. I've never seen a John Wick. The kill count is high. high. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. imagine. Um, and I just think if you're drinking while to commemorate people doing coke, then you're just a pussy because you should be doing coke to commemorate <laughs> them doing coke. So I guess I'll pick Game of Thrones because it's, like, sort of take it or leave it, you know? Who knows I, what you're going to get. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick John Wick. Just because I know what I'm getting into, Game of Thrones, it's kind of up in the air. It's like, am I going to get slammed or not? Um, John Wick, you know you're going to get hammered. Does the dog die in John Wick? Yes, that's Do like the whole thing. Wanna, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That's his whole revenge. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I think you should just finish your drink when the dog dies. You have to slam your entire drink when the dog dies, and then you don't drink again for the rest of the time. Really? I think you take a shot, and then you have to drink. Yeah, yeah. But he gets another dog. You're watching Titanic. Every time Rose says Jack or Jack says Rose. God. Or you're watching Twilight and every time Bella says Edward or Edward says Bella. Oh my God. Well, Titanic is four and a half fucking hours long. (laughs) Whereas Twilight is, at least we're keeping it, you know, comparatively short. I also feel like it will, it would feel like more of a, like a moment in Twilight. Maybe for me, maybe just because I fucking hate Titanic. Um, so I'll, yeah, I guess I'll pick Twilight for that reason. I think for the reason that Titanic is a little more difficult to get through, I think you want to be drinking for it. I can watch Twilight totally stone cold sober. Titanic, I need a couple of drinks. So I'm going to pick Titanic for this one because with the rate that they say each other's name, you're hammered by the end. So Right. And I think there might be scenes where she's like, Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Back. I also think you, you have to finish your drink when they fuck in the car. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. I think you take a shot when the ship goes down. But... One for every member of the orchestra. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Next one, more Twilight. Drink every time. Bella bites her lip or plays with her hair. <gasps> no. Or drink every time a vampire uses their power. Okay, it's got to be the power because that's you would be you constantly have to be consuming your drink the entire time Kristen Stewart's on the screen, which is like ninety seven percent of the movie. Or you should do when she mouth breathes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna go for when she bites her lip or twirls her hair because I think it brings more attention to it and I want to know how much she did it. I agree with you. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Next one, you drink every time they say God damn it on Suits or every time they say acapella in Pitch Perfect. What the fuck is Suits? So Suits is a TV show and this is the whole reason I did this one. Me and Gary have been watching Suits. They say God damn all the time. What is what is the premise oh, of the show? Lawyers. Lawyers. There's, so there's a fake lawyer. He's... He didn't pass the bar, but they hire him anyway. And the whole series is like him trying not to get caught. But in conversation, they're always like, I don't believe a goddamn word you're saying. Goddamn this, goddamn that. And me and Gary are like, you should drink every time they say goddamn. So 
Who is the most famous mm-hmm. actor in that show? Would I know? Meghan uh, Markle. Oh, Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. No, I've I've never seen that show, and I will never see that show. So I'll just I'll pick the other one. Um. So I'm also gonna go for. What was my other option? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. All right, I'll go with Suits because that's what I've been doing lately. It's like, <laughs> aha, drink this, I got down. Um, next one, every time you hear a Phil Collins song in Tarzan <laughs> or every time you hear a Phil Collins song in Brother Bear? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm basing this choice off of, like, I'm going to cry. No matter which movie, if I'm drinking a lot and I'm watching one of these movies, I'm going to sob. And honestly, I feel like the trajectory of Tarzan is, like, it gets happier, and then the conflict is more, like, serious, whereas, like, Brother Bear, like, the conflict resolves, and it's really touching and, like, really sad. And, like, I am, if I'm trash for that, no shot. No shot. If I'm, like, on any sort of part of my hormonal cycle, absolutely not. White wine and brother bear? Are you kidding me? That's going to trigger early menopause. Like, no, I have to. So I have to pick Tarzan for that reason. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix, like, the guy that voices the main character in Brother Bear? Yeah, Uh, Yeah, they're like, these are all Native American characters. Mm -hmm. He's voiced by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. Um, I think I'm going to go for Tarzan then, because I think if I was slammed... And then I had the realization that that's Joaquin Phoenix. It would take me out of the movie. But Tarzan, <laughs> I'm in it. Uh, same. I'll go with Tarzan. I also think there's probably more Phil Collins songs in Tarzan. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and if I'm just the right drunk enough when they do the trash in the camp and it's Rosie O'Donnell, like, oh scatting, my like God. I'm going to be <laughs> scatting with Rosie O'Donnell after, that's you know, you my be six doing. obligatory Phil Collins drinks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you have to drink a Collins. Oh, there you go. Drink a Collins, watch Tarzan. Good call. I like that. Next one is when someone's cheating on their significant other in the series Tudors or Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God. I know you just binged the Tudors, which yeah. is all about like Henry VIII and they stuff. Are so cheating like, like you read about on that. Uh, I think Grey's Anatomy is more spicy, though. And I also, like, I feel like tutors, do you have to be, like, kind of paying attention to, like, keep track of what's going on? Because you could be you could be on ketamine and you could watch Grey's Anatomy and you could still follow the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's <laughs> how basic that show is. Like, I, yeah. I'm not hating. I love me some Grey's. Love. But you could surely be blasted and be like, yeah, Dr. Shepard's cheating with Meredith. Duh. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for Grey's Anatomy just because I think everyone's way hotter in that series. You should watch the Tudors. They're really hot in that series. Really? <laughs> Isn't it? I, my mom's definitely watched it. Is Natalie Dormer the one that um, was in? Oh, yeah. yeah, she was in Berlin. Yeah, that's what I thought. So good. Yeah, they're She's also so very good. hot in that one. I know they made King Henry very hot when he was young. I just watched Bridget Jones's diary like the third one or something like that and they had um patrick dempsey in it like shirtless and fucking and i was like okay 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 this is bringing me back wasn't he named people's people magazine yep. sexiest man of the year this year yep. this year yeah, yeah this year. And i'm like they're a little late right a little late I, to the game i guess and i mean to like honor the silver fox sure but like there are just far sexier men but i guess who reads people magazine 
middle-aged to old women. Yeah, they're definitely pushing the age up every year. I remember it was Paul Rudd a couple of years ago. First of all, that's wrong. It's just like, if they did that for women, it would be weird. And they would never give it to anyone over the age of 23. Literally. If it was People Magazine's sexiest woman of the year, they wouldn't give it to, like, Susan Sarandon. They should. Oh, oh my god. Whereas, like, Patrick Dempsey, they're like, ooh, he's a silver fox. Yeah, you're not wrong, but, like, Mm -hmm. let's think objectively here. Yeah. Okay, next one. Drink every time you think there's an Oscar Oscar worthy moment with Marissa Tomei and my cousin oh. Vinny. Oh, or drink drink when you think there's an Oscar worthy moment for Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. I've never seen Jerry Maguire. Never. Um. So I I have no opinion on this. Matter. He won though for a supporting actor. I have zero opinion on that. Um, if we were talking about him as O.J. Simpson, that would be a different story. But, I mean, that's a TV show. I know that's entirely different. Also, an opinion-based drinking game. I'm sorry, Jen. I think it's got to be, like, (laughs) point for point. You can't be, like, just drinking when you feel like something is good. That's not a drinking game. That's called watching a movie. (laughs) And, like... (laughs) Um... But I do, I, I guess, yeah, Marissa Tomei, if, if it were, I would just have to be sipping my drink every yeah. second. She, maybe, maybe every time she does an outfit change, that would be good. But I mean, that's not going to railroad your game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to go for Marissa on this one just because, I mean, the principle. Yeah, I'll go for Marissa as well. The last time they call the drink every time they say... The f- refer to someone by their full name, Regina George in Mean Girls, or Shane Falco in Replacements? I think Replacements is one of those things that I, growing up in our household, I thought that this was like a movie everyone knew. That this is like a like a sports movie that's like, remember the Titans level of that everyone who has seen any football movie has seen The Replacements. And that is simply not the case. Even, I don't think I've ever met someone who's not you or my father or myself who has seen this movie. It's Keanu Reeves and Jon Favreau and they are like an entire football team goes on strike or some shit. So they like get in the the B team to come. But it's just Keanu Reeves and he's young and he's really hot. And he's like a scuba diver or something, right? Never seen that. He lives on a boat and that's his job is that he cleans the underside of everyone's boat hot but this is a movie i swear to god that we own the one dvd that exists on the but planet. every time they talk about him they, they just say his, his yeah. whole name but i'm gonna go for regina george because i think yeah. that's a little bit more iconic yeah yeah i have no idea what movie you guys are talking about right now so i will also go with regina george i thought i thought that you wouldn't know like people wouldn't know replacements but i threw it in there huh. um and somebody at work does this to me that call me by my whole name all the time. Jennifer Shanahan? Not well just Jen. Jen oh, Shanahan. Jen Shanahan. And I'm just like, why? Do, like, See, do I, you have I to think, call me by my whole name? I think our last name is too clunky to be what I call a firsty lasty. You think? That's somebody who you have to say their full name when you address them. It is simply like when you are referring to them to their face or in, in reference, it just happens that you just want to say the full title. And it, yeah. it's, well, it's hit or miss. You either are or you aren't. Yeah, Emily, you must get it because there's a lot of Emilys, right? 
Yeah, well, I had I had a lot of people that I, I lived with another Emily, so a lot of people just called me by my last name, not even Firsty Lasty. Um, but yeah, I guess a little bit, but I don't think my name is smooth enough to go off the tongue either. I wouldn't say any of us in this room no. are our first and last name material. Yeah. I don't know. I think Shanahan is fun enough to say. My maiden name was Green, so it was just Jen Green. So mm. that, that was a little bit of a first and last name. But that was also people who called you like Greeny or like Green, yeah. right? So it was like also like just a last name yeah. thing. I also think if you have the triple threat, if you're a Helena Bohm Carter, if you if oh, you have a three for a three for yeah. a name that can really be impactful. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. if I was going to be famous, if it was going to happen, I would need to figure out like a triple threat situation. Cause I think what I've got going for me right now is would not work. I was going to say, what's um, your middle name? My middle name? Yeah. Is it Elizabeth? You want me to tell, you want me to tell the 10 people? Did you just ask me if my middle name was Elizabeth? Something like that. I feel like it's in that realm. No, oh wait, Mackenzie, right? It's Mackenzie. Fucking made up a name, and you think they're giving me some Anne, some Mary, some absolute Maria? No, I know it's not. it's no. Mackenzie, right? Yeah, it screams. I was born in the late nineties. <laughs> I'm Emily yeah, Ann, so I mean, like, you can't really get more basic than that. I guess Emily I'm Rose. Anne too. Emily Rose, I hear all the time at a graduation. To end this segment, I will share a really fucked up fun fact about (laughs) my mother, Jen. And it's that her and her twin sister have the same middle name. That's why. Your mom and my grandmother. But she gave you both the same middle name. That's that's not uncommon at all. Emily, do you and Alyssa have the same middle name? (laughs) No, that would be so weird if you did. It's really strange to me. I Pick think one. for my generation, that's not uncommon. Really? You, yeah. Because yeah. you were just always named after family members. So small families. She didn't have two two women. She could pick an Anne and a Margaret, an Anne yeah, and an Elizabeth. I, I don't think it's that uncommon. I think it is. Me and Alyssa so were strange. named after um, our middle names were family members too. But like they changed for her. They changed Michael to Michelle. Stuff like that. You can always gender bend it, I guess. I mean, my mom's mom's name was Gladys, so oh. I'll take Anne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's incredibly... She, they, J names for you both. Same middle name. Twins. But anyway, comment below if you think it's really fucked up to give your twins the same <laughs> middle name. They didn't, give, they didn't give us the same first name. Sound off below. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ken, thank you for being... Sorry I'm, like, insulting your, your family... <laughs> lineage what is it called like naming something entomology sorry i think that's the study of bugs actually um (laughs) all right jen we love you we'll see you next week i love you guys have an awesome night Bye. bye have you ever seen the christmas movie miracle on 34th street no so Mara Wilson is in it. So Mara Wilson really? is notably a child. Yeah, so she's notably a child actor. She was in Mrs. Doubtfire. She was in Miracle on 34th Street. And she was in this. And these were like the three like really big things yeah. she was in as a child actor. And then her whole career trajectory and life story is like actually like kind of sad and pretty interesting. And she talks very openly about it now about how like 
as soon as she started to go through puberty, like everyone started treating her really differently. And like directors were like, you can't play little kid roles anymore. And like, she was so known for being like a precocious, overly smart young girl that they were like, we can't cast you as anyone under 12 now that you like have boobs. Um, So Mm -hmm. you're, you're done. Like you're, and it was basically sort of the sense of like, we can't sexualize you yet. And you can't be a child, so th- there's nothing here for you. Yeah, there's which no is role. like, gr- and like that's you know incredibly gross, but that's just like the way Hollywood is. And I think it's really comparable to sort of like the Olsen twins experience. How as soon yeah. as they stopped being the little girls on uh, Full, House. Full House, they started being like really sexualized from a very young age, just because like that's how you know the male gaze was like you know young blonde women but like marl wilson did not have that same experience and they were basically like oh you're not hot yet so you you know you're kind of out you know Mm -hmm. you can't be a little kid anymore so so you're done here and so she turned mostly to i think she like writes now a lot and i know she's like acts occasionally and stuff i was wondering yeah what she did now yeah i think she's a writer uh she She's definitely a great person to follow on Twitter. She's like yes. super candid, very just love it. But yeah, I think I think she's a writer, and I think she has like a biography where she talks about a lot of her early Hollywood experience. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But I feel like if we're ranking like tier performances, right? Like Danny DeVito and Ray Perlman are excellent, right? Great. I'm gonna put Miss Honey in there too, and I'm gonna put Miss Honey in there with them. Like, good, like does a good job, right? And mm-hmm. then the next tier up, we're stepping up. I think Mara Wilson. Mm-hmm eats she's doing great Easily. i'm putting fucking pam ferris as trunchbull at the top of my fucking pyramid she eats it up she eats in this movie ever i this this watch for me was like the pam ferris admiration watch yeah she just absolutely she's hamming it up but she's also genuinely a little scary like yeah she's not too silly to not still be scary like, you know that woman has hate in her heart. Mm-hmm. And I just love, like, the ca- the whole character design of Trunchbull is so interesting to me. Because it's, like, the fact that they chose to make her a woman, but also be, like, buff and scary yeah. and mm-hmm. physical is, like, so interesting to me. And then the fact that they're, like, oh, let's back it up by, the- by saying that she was, like, an Olympic javelin thrower. Like, yeah. that she does Olympic shot put is the reason why she's so good at abusing children. Mm-hmm. What the hell? And then, yeah, the drip, amazing. That scene where she's, like, in the hoodie, she's, like, in a sweatshirt and she fucking lifts a car. Uh-huh. I was, like, I'm living. Uh-huh. She stole my heart this watch around. Loved. I didn't realize that she um what was it? The only other thing I've ever seen her in is Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, yeah. she's the aunt that that blows up. Explodes, yeah. I yep. didn't realize until about three seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about from her discography. That's all I really know notably. Of her, but she, oh my god, she just really does it for me in this. She's She's always, like, a little sweaty. She's always, like, like sweaty and angry, but, like... The slicked ponytail. Oh, the bun? Yeah. The bun was bunning. Mm -hmm. Nah. (laughs) It, It was... It's really a fabulous performance. And there just was some magic in the air the day that they filmed that cake scene. 
Yeah. Why is that a cinematic fucking masterpiece? They're yeah. doing like crossfade overlays mm-hmm. of like Bruce eating the cake and like shadowy, shadowy figures coming out to be like, go Bruce. And like, yeah. tr- like Trunchbull looking over and then uh-huh. the cook is coming in and it's all like a, like a fever dream. And like, yeah. that's what it feels like to eat a cake by yourself. They captured the <laughs> feeling of like, do you know when you get the meat sweats? When you like eat a little too much meat and you start getting a little sweaty. Yeah, sure. This is like, it's like if I had to eat a Philly cheesesteak right now, like uh-huh. about halfway through, I would start to get a little cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> That's, how did they capture that so beautifully, uh-huh. so poignantly in this Exceptional. Exceptional. I love, I, I love the little girl who plays Lavender. Yes, she's so cute. Adorable. The big ass glasses, like Ugh. she I I like kids enough. I'm not like I'm not like a kids person. I don't. Yeah. I don't like kids. And I thought I I was charmed by the the child performances in this movie. Also the older blonde girl, yeah. she had like a weird name. I forget. Yeah, I don't know. But she also like her three lines that she had, I was like, yes. Slay, girl. Yeah. You're 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 Lavender. making the most out of this performance. She was a cutie pie. I just wanted to eat her up. I'm sitting there like, give me your cheeks. Like, I uh, loved, absolutely adored her. I liked the decision that they made to have a younger child actor start as Matilda. So, like, they have the baby. Yeah. And then they have, like, a middle child who actually is, like, probably, you know, a six-year-old playing a four-year-old. And then mm-hmm. Mara Wilson is a nine-year-old playing a seven-year-old or whatever. Yeah. But... I liked that they had a transitional child actor instead of just, like, putting Mara Wilson in more babyish clothes yeah. or, like, just trying to make her look younger. I like that no- that notion that, like, we can – you can get multiple child actors. You can get people, other people, to play younger versions of characters that aren't just them. I am so fucking sick and tired of the CGI-ification of making people look younger or older in movies. I, I – I'm not an idiot. Your audience is not stupid. Uh-huh. Within a second of contextual dialogue, they will understand that this new actor that they're seeing is the same character, right? Yeah. It takes zero mental effort to do yeah. that. I do not know why Hollywood is obsessed with ma- making the same person play a character between the ages of 12 and 80. It's so weird, dude. It's so it, I hate strange. it. Yeah. Even even for just a little bit, right? Like I'm like, okay, Napoleon, can you just get oh, an old no. man to I play just... him at the end of his life so we don't have to see Joaquin Phoenix like in prosthetics? It's so weird. I just can't. I'm just thinking about the fucking I Tanya scene where she goes, "I was 15." Oh my god! And it's just fully Margot Robbie, and they put her in braces. Yeah, exactly. And I get that it's probably a budget thing. And that movie does a great job with music McKenna Grace as like a yeah. build up. But I'm like, get a blonde 15-year-old, literally any blonde 15-year-old girl, and yeah. I would prefer that over you trying to convince me that Margot yeah. Robbie is a child. Yeah. Like, well, it's just crazy that we've gotten to that point where we're like de-aging people and just using the same actor to such a point that when Bo is Afraid came out... People, people thought he was AI. Him. Yes. If he was if that was AI tiny Joaquin Phoenix or mm-hmm. if that was a real actor. And it is a real actor. They actually found yes. someone who looks 
exceptionally similar, which I think they did a fabulous job. I thought that was really cool that they um, even had people confused like that. But the fact that like people were at a point where that sort of technology is confusing people enough that I can't tell if that's a real person or not is crazy. Just give more actors jobs. Yes. Or, yeah, be smart. And cast people who aren't already famous. Think of that. Go on a casting search and find someone who looks just like... There are plenty of fucking people in the world. All white people look the same. You can find someone who looks like the actor you're trying to... I promise they exist. Yeah, you can look out there. Use their eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Put out casting calls. Find new talent. Like, I just am so sick of it. And I am way more stunned and impressed... Like, I just saw the color purple, and I thought the young casting mm-hmm. for Fantasia's character, the, the main character mm-hmm. of the movie, Seely, young Seely that they got, oh my god, almost unclockably looks like Fantasia. And oh, she, yeah. she did, so, like, she impressed me more than Fantasia did, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And it was so seamless, the transition. And I'm like, yeah, thank God they didn't just try to make 40 year old Fantasia play a 15-year-old girl. Thank it God. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I am an advocate for like let's let's make things more practical. Let's yeah. get actual people involved. But yeah, I liked that they, you know, took the time to be like, yeah, an interim child who is 4. Mm-hmm. And now she's 6. And she's two different actresses, but you you're smart enough to know that. Right? Exactly. Great. Exactly. Just like you have a 30 million dollar budget, fucking use it. And they're in one scene. That child actress was probably in like all of three minutes of screen time, yep. right? Yeah, something that's like a that. day of work. Yeah, two days for a child actor, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, right, because they have to take breaks. Yeah, it's the, the law thing, but uh, the law. You yeah, know. the child labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so if we're gonna play fuck Mary kill, do we want to do? Do we want to do the three girls? Do we want to do? Zania, uh, Trunchbull, and Honey. I think that's too easy. I okay. think we do. I think Miss Honey is out because everyone's gonna marry Miss Honey. Yeah, so okay. true. So we do Trunchbull, um, Zinnia, and um, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna kill Danny DeVito because I feel like there's true parental evil in him whereas i feel like zania was more just neglectful Mm -hmm. like that was more neglect but he was like actually straight up like doing like gross abusive shit i don't know so i'm gonna kill jenny devito i'm gonna fuck zania after the bingo match and i'm gonna marry trunchbull because i could fix her i can fix her i think she has some trauma to process i think maybe she has never been loved correctly. And I think I'm going to, you know, I think we've got a lot of good potential there. Maybe I was just obsessed with her performance this movie. You might have been. I don't know. She's pretty busted, dude. (laughs) (laughs) She puts kids in the chokey. (laughs) I want her to force feed me a cake is what I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to marry her? Yeah. (laughs) This is a really tough one. I'm going to... Mary Zinnia. Because I think I think there's just a lot of emotional learning to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could help. Um, I agree with you. I think Diddy DeVito's character in this is fucked. 
Um, and then, I mean, it's just down to that, like, I have no other options. I guess I'm going to fuck Trunchbull. Hey, set your judgments aside. It might be... Might be fantastic, you know? Who's to say? She might put something right into you, you know? Oh my god. She gives me Stone Butch, though, so... Mm -hmm. Maybe I get the ride of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you're showing Matilda at a little party. What are you going to eat and drink with this film? Um, what did I say? What did I say for... Oh. Drink, easy. I think these are very, like... It's very Miss Honey and Matilda sort of... um, or, like, what do I want to eat in their little cottage with them? I want a big stack of pancakes um, with strawberries and bananas and whipped cream. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to have, I'm going to make a bee's knees. Um, yep. Which Love is that. Yeah, just low hanging fruit, but it just yeah. makes sense for me. I think they for have sure. like this orange, this tangeray like orange sort of gin which i think is really good if you use it at a bee's knees very floral very fruity um yeah what about you i very similarly went the pancake route because we've got that scene of matilda making the pancakes mm-hmm. uh, for herself uh which is like very iconic to Classic. me that like really stands mm-hmm. out um but i think instead of pancakes you dial it up and you make crepes which Ooh. is sort of like maybe a more fun pancake and then i think if you want to combine it with the chocolate cake scene, have you ever seen people make those crepe cakes where you just, you Crazy. do the crepe and then like the cream and then you layer it and you layer it yeah. until you can cut a slice. Oh. Of, I think that sounds like a lot of work. So if you just want to make crepes and you just want to like dress up your crepe with some fucking Nutella and some strawberries, I think that that is more than enough. But if you want to go through the effort of making a crepe cake, I think that could kind of eat that would this eat. movie. That would really. And then I, I didn't even really say anything alcoholic. I just said a big cup of juice. That's what I want with my crepes. I want like a big old fucking cup of OJ. Yeah. Right. It's like I want my crepes and my OJ, and I want to watch Matilda, I like and I'm that. ten years old. You know. I like that for you. Um. And what are you gonna watch after Matilda? I'm gonna watch Carrie. Um, I also I think went we've this got, route. Yeah, I feel like you know Matilda is young Carrie. You know, girl with bad a bad home life who has like psychic powers that you know really kick in when she is very stressed or going through Mm -hmm. you know the the trials and tribulations of girlhood Mm -hmm. i think that this movie is just like pg carrie so i think you you watch carrie after this i said the craft yes (laughs) and that's a little more like (laughs) a little more chaotic but i love yeah i love the turn of like from matilda to like witchy teen girl yeah let's give it a 180 on this yeah Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. that um and then out of 10 i'm gonna give this movie an eight i think it's just a lot of nostalgia for me but i think it's a lot of fun i think it's like the ultimate comfort movie um you know is it perfect no is it like the greatest film ever made no but like i just love it and i it for you? think that it's got it's got good bones yeah absolutely i'm gonna give it a six for that reason uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah um and i felt like it's just been a long time coming i'm like why haven't we covered matilda you Honestly, know a little shocking yeah yeah it's 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 one of those that if if i you know was in a hazy state and you're like you've covered matilda i'd be like yeah probably right like at this point 
Yeah, we're the list of stuff we've covered. There's sometimes people will ask, like, oh my god, you haven't done XYZ? And I'm like, you'd think, right? Like, right? you'd think, but no. Because we've done how many movies at this point? It's been about, hold on. It's 52 talking- weeks a year. It's been almost we're three years. Three so, like, years. that's, that's like, over 150 movies. It's a lot of movies. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of movies. You guys, we're going to run out. <laughs> we we're just gonna have to might. start. We're going to have to start. What would be our next? Reading books? God, no. Jesus. I don't know how to. I can't do that. No. Or are we going to have to start I, watching TV series? I'd make you watch Lost, and then we'd have to end the podcast because mm. you'd, you'd be so underwhelmed with my... <laughs> That's if if it was my month and I had to force you to watch a TV show, I would make you watch Lost. Mm. I'm saying that much, and it would not go well. Yeah. It would be a Pacific Rim situation in which the way I've made it out in my mind is not necessarily <laughs> the truth. Yeah, I think I'd make you watch Dairy Girls. I just finished that. I love Dairy Girls. Did you, I love have that you seen show. the last season? No, I usually I have watched enough of it only half like absent-mindedly yeah. that i don't actually like i could probably start from the beginning and still yeah. like like actually pay attention to it I it's guess. one of those that i always just put on when i'm like folding laundry because i just like the timbre really? of their voices yeah i just like the way that they talk that i'm like oh this is like soothing to me that's exactly it's like white noise right it's like nice white noise that i'm like uh exactly right. um, but i i just I finished it. it last night um the final season and now i'm just listening to the cranberries <laughs> oh <laughs> um love that yeah uh but thanks everyone for putting up with us this month while we were a little late sometimes you know how it is yeah. um and to rev- can i reveal our theme i, I was gonna month? ask because i think we need a lot of recommendations for next month yes i i'm i'm hoping y'all write in also no words to the swamp theme song an epic failure on the listener's behalf all 10 of you um <laughs> We did not make it to 100 iTunes reviews or bump our star rating at all on Spotify. So the Swamp theme song will never be getting words. Maybe y'all actually were, like, scared of that. And you were like, I don't want that. And You're that's like, I'd really hate happen. to hear that, actually. Um, but our theme for next month, we're going to do White Boy of the Month. Because we feel like that's, like, very it right now. I feel like the little... Maybe we're going to be a little too late with it in January. But I feel like right now on TikTok, the, like, the, the ranking 1 through 10. The, yeah. yeah, the filter. That's, like, huge right now. So we want to do White Boy of the Month. I think we're basically considering it, like, White Boy of the Ma- Month Mount Rushmore. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, who are the... Not necessarily right now, but throughout history. Throughout our lives, who have been the White Boy of the Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the big ones are coming to mind for a lot of people, but give us your arguments or your suggestions as to why we should watch certain movies that I think we want to like exemplify their white boy of the monthness, you know, yeah. not necessarily just like a movie that they were in that we like, but like mm-hmm. the thing that they are like, you know, at their peak for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So considering all of that, please give us your suggestions. Also, if you don't know the concept of like white boy of the month, it's basically like a meme or whatever that basically, I don't know where it started, but to me, it kind of started with Logan, Logan Lerman. Yeah. Of, of just like everyone collectively being obsessed with this like skinny little white boy who just <laughs> out of work. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rocking everyone's world uh, at simultaneously. But now it's basically just like what, Twinkie white boy is the internet obsessed with at any given yeah. moment. And I think it's, like, it's moved a little away from like Twinkie, but also just like 
just yeah. the phrase white boy of the month like my very, white boy um, of the month like for nostalgic nostalgic purposes josh hutcherson that was my yes. man um for yes we're all rallying behind him exactly we want to protect him at all costs but like right now i would say barry keoghan is the white boy of the month after saltburn yep yep Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Jacob Alordi, he might be too tall. Yeah, <laughs> I think, can big. you be white boy of the month if you're over 6'5"? Like, I don't think that's allowed. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's a very short king sort of thing. But also, it's like everyone's <laughs> like talking about like there's certain photos of him where it's like he's acting like he's petite. <laughs> he's so baby girl. Like, he's exactly. so... so maybe like, that's baby that girl. Too. Yeah. That's my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> very that energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have suggestions or, you know, just Google White Boy of the Month, you'll you'll get it you'll within a second. It it's very Josh Hutcherson whistle edit. It's yeah. it's in that in that vein. <laughs> uh, but we love you all. We're excited to get into this for next month. I feel like we're going to get a little chaotic, a little unhinged if we haven't been enough already. I hope so. I've been feeling I've been feeling off my rocker lately. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think we need to bring that energy back. I think we haven't done like we don't really do drunk podcasts anymore, which is, I feel like, when we got the most chaotic. But I think we need to bring yeah. that energy back. But that also caused me a lot of grief in the editing process. <laughs> Not that I have yeah. ever done a good job, but <laughs> I remember, like, sober listening back being like, what the hell am I going to use <laughs> out of all this shit? Yeah. Like, God, I'm making myself unemployable enough already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but we'll we'll, but anyways, we'll hone into that energy still. Yeah, yeah. and um, let me know what your New Year's resolutions are. Sure, let's do yeah. that as well. Tell me, tell me them. Just talk to um, us. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night.